And we're back on the hunt with Supernatural Season 5, Episode 8, Changing Channels. I'm Chris Barrows. And my name is Dan Cummins. Welcome back to the best Supernatural podcast on the air. This is the show where Chris and I rewatch our favorite show, Supernatural. We break down the plot, topics, and themes of each episode, and maybe even dig out details you missed the first time around. Chris, we teased it last week, Changing Channels. Now listen, this is this is not just possibly the best episode of season five this is possibly like the most popular episode of supernatural i'll say anytime i'm on reddit anytime i'm on twitter anytime i ask the question what is your favorite supernatural episode which chris you and i often host discussions on reddit or twitter so if you haven't seen us over there yet please say hi we're hosting weekly discussions we want to know what you think as supernatural fans but i digress chris a lot of the time this episode comes up people have incredible things to say about it and it's it's completely warranted this episode is incredible it's funny it's dramatic it's new it's fresh it's it's genius it's a genius episode chris really excited to talk about it with you i know you have a lot to say about it i know it's a big favorite of yours so i'm excited to hear actually what you think of it this episode yeah this episode's phenomenal for a few reasons one is humorous two it is pivotal to plot three. It plays on so many different things from pop culture and television. I, it just is a perfect mix of everything that I need in an episode of supernatural. And for me to be able to bring the humor, the meaning uh, and, and have just so many memorable moments, you know, but also calling back to, calling back to these characters in interesting ways and letting you know things about them. For example, in this one, they will be in Dr. Sexy MD, which we've, we, we, I believe was on the television at one point and, and Dean was just kind of watching it. And you see Dean's like, Oh, that's Dr. Sexy MD, like this excitement. But that's also, also a callback to his own life when he was a soap opera actor. So it, I think it's just really neat to see what they've done. And the 9.6 is, very fair for this one i would like to see anyone who's given this less than an eight and ask them why i honestly i i don't understand how any couldn't anyone could because this one is just solid uh and and i'm sure there may be some detractors who listen but yeah th this one is basically sam and dean being thrown into an alternate universe by the trickster where their characters in a tv show uh takes place in wellington ohio technically because that's where ultimately they get trapped in this universe. But let's be real. This takes place uh, in a lot of different television shows, real or not real. Um, but they definitely spin off of some existing show types, to say the least. And I think we'll spend more time talking about some of the places they go and the core focus of this episode, which is the why. And let me just get the why out of the way right now. The why is because the trickster is trying to make a point. We'll get into what that point is, but that's the why. That's why mm. the boys are in this situation. The trickster wants them to play their roles in the apocalypse. And that's what this episode is all about. But to get there, they do it with such meaning um, or, you know, but in a comedic way. I, I just think it's impressive. It's very impressive, Chris. And they marry that why, like to drive the actual story forward with the supernatural way of being meta, right? We've seen supernatural poke fun at itself a lot, actually. Now we're seeing supernatural poke fun 
at its direct competition, actually. When this show was live, we're going to go through the actual list of the references, Chris, but we're talking about a sitcom, a medical drama, uh, forensic cop shows, right? Just to name a few. They're making fun of their direct competition. Like, if you were to watch this episode back in 2009, the next show that would be on air would be one of the shows that they just made fun of, right? You can look at it now from, like, a binging perspective. Chris, there are probably some people that are discovering Supernatural today, right? Next year, next week. There are a lot of people that didn't see the show when it came out. So I think some of those, like, hidden uh, intentions or cues might be missed on a lot of people, Chris, but that's why we're here, right? We're here to break down what this episode means, what it meant at the time. And yes, they're bringing that story forward, but they're also taking the piss out of their competitors. And I really love that part of it because I think the attention to detail in this episode, Chris, is outstanding. I mean, the lighting, the background music, like for that medical drama alone, like you hear that kind of soft jazz in the background, right? The lighting, the shots, like the way that they're, costumed i mean like they they took it so seriously you feel like you're actually in that show and for me that's the genius of changing channels it's not just that hey let's throw sam and dean in a, in a tv show you know it'll be funny no they took it so seriously that you believe that they were actually you know shoved through the tv chris it really is like that realistic for me and i think that's why i love it big disclaimer out there i actually prefer mystery spot okay and I know they're both trickster episodes and technically critics prefer changing channels, Chris. So I'm, I'm not in the right here. I'm actually, uh, this is an unpopular opinion. I prefer mystery spot, but they're both written by the wonderful Jeremy Carver. Uh, and they're both, you know, equally funny, I would say. So if you love changing channels and you haven't seen mystery spot in a while, make it a double feature, go watch that one. Once you've rewatched this one, uh, trust me, it's worth it. Yeah. Now let's put it this way. There's really two core things happening this episode. The trickster traps the boys in the TV shows, and eventually the boys track trap the trickster. But let's focus on the TV shows, and then we can discuss that. Uh, they're going to be in a few TV shows throughout this. Um, but this whole investigation we we have to start begins because there's an investigation where her wife, the wife of someone, swears her husband was killed by the Hulk, and that just sets off what and they do the math that the trickster is involved very quickly and sam says let's ask him for our help he can help us dean's kind of like what are you talking about and then we find ourselves here in an episode of uh, in particular dr sexy md and you know immediately dean's kind of like really you wanted his help but my favorite part one of my favorite parts is as soon as they come out of like this cl like closet or wh wherever they're walking out of a hallway mm -hmm. slap you've got these nurses come over and sl essentially s slapping them for things that they don't know what they've done. And that's the role that they put in at such the drama of one of these, one of these soap operas. Um, my favorite scene actually in that Dr. Sexy MD particular part was when there's a nurse talking to Sam about you, it's okay. You're not alone. And, and like, she's, she's like trying to like talk him down. Like you're an amazing person. You saved that because like, he's like, what the hell is going on here? Like this is, <laughs> and but there's, it's so appropriate. Both the reactions that the trickster gives to each of them mm. with these, 
nurse characters because they kind of are parallels to the real world where Dean Dean's kind of a uh, you know, obviously a bit of a, a, a playboy and, and Sam is a little bit emotional lately about who he is. Yeah. And they play the the nurses in that exact way. And it's kind of brilliant. And it's I, I like when I think about it, it's just impressive. Um, there's a reference in there, by the way. And I didn't know this, but I guess uh, Dean makes a reference to the fact that uh, one person is a ghost in the mind of one of the doctors. And apparently on Grey's Anatomy, Jeffrey Dean Morgan played someone named Denny Duquette. I had no idea of who this person is, but apparently that's a parallel that they were setting. So I'm going to make that note now as opposed to at the end, because that was interesting and very much news to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that reference and that shout out to, uh, to John Winchester, uh, the wonderful JDM that plays them. Yeah. I think Chris, out of all of them, and we're going to try to cover all of them out of all the TV sets that the boys have to sort of traverse, I do think the medical sitcom for me is my personal favorite. I just feel like it has the strongest moments, the best writing. Um, Dean eventually gets shot right in the spine and Sam has to like stitch him up because the trickster he eventually comes to them and says, Hey, listen, you guys want to talk to me? Cool. You have to survive this game for 24 hours. Right. And what are the rules? The rules are you just got to play the part. So ultimately when Dean gets shot, Sam has to pretend to know how to do surgery. And Sam has no idea, right? He's he's a law student, but he asks for like whiskey and <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know floss. And it's really funny because like they have to have the utmost confidence about jumping into these roles without actually knowing what they're doing. And you kind of sit back and you say, you know, is this part of the lesson? Is this what the trickster wants them to do? Because Dean is very reluctant to just go head first into trusting the angels. Right. But that's what the angels want him to do. So there is a commentary about where the story is going, Chris, but more than that, like it's, it makes sense on all fronts. Like it's this, this episode and this show, they have everything considered in season five. As far as I can tell, like every single detail is considered. It's not out there just because they wanted to throw it out there to see if it sticks. Every single thing makes sense. And we talk about the Japanese game show next, Chris, because ultimately Dean is getting his spine fixed up, right? And before you know it, there's there's drums playing. And he comes to, and they're in this absurd game show. And while the medical show is my favorite kind of setting or scene, Chris, this got the biggest laugh out of me. I don't know. Did you find this to be the funniest also? This I, I, I just, game? when they get the, the look of confusion, they, they play all of these scenes so differently. Yeah. Until they start to realize, oh, we have to participate in this, which in particular when they're on like the medical, the police procedural, they yeah. Sam starts really getting into it almost. And and it, it that actually cracks me up, not at the same level, but in a different way. But yeah, when they're on the Japanese show, uh, it, it just is funny because they have no clue. They're looking at each other. They're clued exactly like any of us would be a thrown into that situation where we're on a show where we don't understand what someone's saying to us. Yeah. Uh, and then the. And of course they went for, you know, a little bit of you call it what you will, but it, it's definitely a different type of humor that we normally see on the show when they get uh, a, a kick uh, and it's not a, a very comfortable situation for any of them before they thankfully don't have to stay in that world. By the way, uh, if they had to survive that world for 12 hours, uh, I don't think they would have made it because that that no. was that was that was not fair. <laughs> no, it wasn't. And and the next scene, Chris, is my favorite because it's very Kripke, right? They find themselves in a general herpes ad. And these are the funniest for me. And I think the funniest moment 
while I already said I enjoy the medical drama, the you know the Japanese game show got the biggest chuckle out of me. I think the biggest piece of genius, and we've kind of already skipped over it, is that opening credit scene where there's sort of it's the full house music and the credits, and like there's one scene in the playing football, and there's another scene like it's very much a trope of like '90s TV. I think that General Herpes ad and the opening intro segment are very cryptic. Like he, his fingerprint are all over those man, and those scenes for me. I think are like my, my personal favorite in terms of hitting the tone, right? Supernatural, they try to be funny, but they're also very dark. And hitting on something like, you know, herpes uh, and pretending to be in a commercial for that, it's a very dangerous thing to do on the CW in 2009, Chris. Like nobody else is doing this. So to take that risk, I really did appreciate when I saw this the first time as a teenager, but even more so now. I look back and I say, how the hell was Kripke allowed to do this? Like you watch the Winchesters now, Chris, on CW. It didn't get close to Supernatural in terms of pushing the boundary. Like the Winchesters is a very safe show. Don't get me wrong. It's a fine show. But Supernatural pushed the absolute boundaries of what was allowed on TV. And this episode, I think in spots like the General Herpes ad, this is a prime example of that. It's a very risky, dangerous thing to do, but really funny and really cryptic, man. It reminds me of The Boys a lot. He does a lot of this kind of stuff on The Boys. Social commentary, right? Yeah, he also does that a lot with the YouTube uh, teasers in particular or the in-between yes. season stuff. Uh, look, let's let's break down some of the other scenes that happen here. Uh, we have Knight Rider reference where Sam is turned into Kit, which is hilarious in its own right. Yep. You do have uh, a police procedural that's very much CSI. Uh, mm-hmm. And that one is hilarious to me because they get into it. They start doing like the deep voices. Like, I feel like they just had fun with this episode. Yeah. And that's part of it. Right. And ultimately, my favorite, which my favorite scene actually is one of the last ones, which is right before they actually break out, essentially, and find themselves like face to face with him. Uh, and and thankfully are able to trap him, right? But it's when they're in almost this sitcom style space and there's a giant sandwich and he eats it essentially, tries to eat like Scooby-Doo style because they make that reference. It's just, it, you know what the reference is. It cracks me up. And Gabriel, we find out, is who the trickster is shortly thereafter. And the fact that the trickster is Gabriel, right? And we learn this and we see such a serious side of this character right after that. It's a twist and a turn mm. in what is a hilarious episode throughout. But he is angry at times. He's serious. You could There's a lot of different emotions he expresses. But he essentially says to them after this, you need to play your parts. Hmm. And I love the fact that after all of these great moments, he essentially says, you can't talk about them like that. They're my brothers. He still cares about them. So right. we just saw these two brothers go through hell and back in TV land, but he still cares about his brothers. And he's trying to make a point. He's trying to say, you were meant for this. You've always been meant for this. You are destined. And it starts to really brand something in us as watchers of this show. Like, can they really avoid this? Right. Can they actually get out of this? Are they going to just have to accept it? Is this destiny? 
And can you escape destiny? We haven't heard the word team free will line yet. It's coming. It's coming. Team free will is officially formed in an actual moment where Dean says, this is team free will. It hasn't happened yet, but this is where we start to question, can they actually even have free will at this point? Everyone in power is against them. This guy just held them in TV land. He's got a sense of humor, right? But he knows what they're destined for. And uh, I, it's just so, and I will admit there's even humor in the scene because they actually like they, ha- they've got him trapped at one point. Thanks to Castiel uh, really. But uh, it's oh, that last scene, which it's a sitcom and you hear they've got a laugh track and everything. And it goes from a laugh track into arguably the most serious part of the episode. I just think it's, what a transition, but it works. And that's one of the most impressive things to me about this episode. Yeah. Talk about another impressive thing, Chris. Supernatural continues to leverage their own backstory to work for them in new ways, right? The reveal that the trickster is an archangel now makes Mystery Spot even stronger, right? That situation just became even more compelling because. Now that we know what the trickster's agenda is, it makes sense why he forced Sam to live over and over and over again without his brother, right? He has been conditioning them, you could argue, since he met them. So knowing that that Gabriel is actually the trickster and Gabriel is an archangel, I mean, like, you talk about taking a character who started as, like, a fun monster of the week. And, and Chris, I have to check the notes on this, quite frankly. I don't know if the trickster was always meant to be Gabriel. I'll have to go back and, and see if that was always the case, but the fact that they have this reveal in this episode is, I mean, it's huge in an otherwise funny monster of the week episode that drop that, Hey, I am like the most powerful being you've met outside of like some of my brothers. I too want you guys to just play your part and just get it over with. Like he Gabriel insists, Chris, that he is not on team hell or team heaven, right? He just wants the fighting to stop. That's where Gabriel's at. He's like, just play with these guys. And let it be done because he's been hiding. He doesn't want to be in the middle anymore. And, uh, you know, Gabriel, I don't want to say he's become more human to me, Chris, but like in this episode, you do feel like, okay, I, I kind of understand where this guy's coming from. And he's got a really funny sense of humor. And I mean, listen, I just love the actor, Regis by Jr. I love to see him in the Winchesters, Chris. Hope that's not a spoiler. Um, if you haven't seen that show, certainly check it out. But he makes an appearance it's it's disconnected to supernatural certainly but it's just really fun to see him in that role because he's so playful and just so inventive with his his comedy um yeah i mean he he's hilarious dude with, without without richard spy junior i don't know how gabriel would read quite frankly i mean he really does make the character yeah i you can't imagine anyone else in the role let's just put it that way uh, to put someone else in this role, I'm sure other people could do it. You'd have to get someone who has a, I, I'm not, I'm not suggesting Jim Carrey, but that Jim Carrey, the mask type performance, yeah, right? Like the, just this ability to make you laugh with, without saying anything, uh, who's got an ability to, you know, build a re- build, build a laugh with, maybe a facial reaction. Right. And right. It's just a little smirk. You know what I mean? That, that he can make and you go, all right, I know what he's thinking. And I I'm with you. I I'm with you. It's a phenomenal episode. You know, Dean does uh, get Gabriel to bring 
uh, Castiel back, by the way, after all this. And they, they end up leaving Gabe, uh, Gabriel kind of trapped, but a sprinkler is going off. So he's going to get out of the kind of place they've got him trapped, which is another one of those empty abandoned factories that they always find themselves in. I don't know where, if this is the same factory that they use just angles of throughout the show. Probably. Uh, or if it's this, just the studio that they make look like, I'm not sure, but they find a lot of these places. Um, so, uh, well, references. I, I I think one of the things we saved in this one was a lot of references. Uh, so this episode mimics the movie Stay Tuned, which is a 1992 movie about a husband and wife who gets sucked into a hellish television set and describes a gauntlet of twisted versions of shows they find themselves in. Did not know this show existed, so thank you for bringing that to my attention. Yeah. I mentioned the Jeffrey Dean Morgan thing, um, but what I didn't mention was I mentioned it was CSI like, right? But the police procedural, they're essentially imitating David Caruso in CSI Miami, which is a 2002 show. I didn't watch CSI. Miami. I actually hate police procedurals. The only exception to that rule, and I don't consider it a police procedural, is White Collar, which is a phenomenal show. Yeah. It, 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 that is the only one I guess you could call it a procedural, but it's different. There's a underarching story each season for the core characters that i think is emotionally impactful so it's different csi does nothing for me but those are some things and then we mentioned kit i mean knight rider even if you're young or old you, you gotta know who knight rider is at this point right i mean i, I would hope so i hope so it's knight rider i mean come on <laughs> so i did love that reference and the fact that sam got stuck as kit and was talking through the radio cracked me up I, I i laughed at that scene so much yeah it, it's so much fun chris and in terms of like what's the most rewatchable episode i definitely think this is up there right because not only does it further the plot like of the boys but you get to see jensen and jared just having fun right like it's, it's very clear that they just got to do whatever they wanted in this episode and who knows maybe they even had suggestions on how certain scenes would play and of course you have the Kripke thumbprint like I said like some things are really pushing the envelope in this episode and TV doesn't get made like this anymore Chris at least not on you know like network TV like now you got to go to HBO Max or you got to go to you know name a streaming service like you really got to find those outlets to find TV like this so the fact that they were doing this on network television in 2009 I mean it really is funny and impressive to me um, a great episode. It deserves a score. No doubt about it. It's a thumbs up for me. You can't skip it, Chris. If this is on TV, you're going to sit down and you're going to watch the whole thing. I don't care who you are. You know, I'm, you know, I'm right. There's no way you're skipping this one. If it's on, it's on and you're going to watch the whole thing. Yeah, this is definitely worth watching. I think it's a fair debate. Do you, is this one or watching Dean die a million times? I don't know. It's I, I, there's something about that episode that that works for me too. But uh, yeah, this, this is a big one. So let's just kind of recap. We've got a lot of humor well used. We've got a big reveal about who the trickster really is. Yep. And we've got a plot driven piece that says, Hey, you boys got to play your part. And it seems like the world is against them on this matter. It seems mm -hmm. like everyone wants them to play their part and who doesn't think that at this point uh, it's hard to say who uh, i guess castiel's the only one right castiel's the only one who seems to be on their side so team free will kind of is set up in this moment i feel like i feel like this is the moment when team free will is 
in a lot of ways born outside of the announcement of it because Team Free Will walks out of that door. And that's it. That's it. That's all that that's all they can be at that point. They're the only ones that've got each other. And and let's face it, Cassiel doesn't even have access to heaven. Like I mean, like he's fairly powerless. So he's really only half angel, I guess you could say. So while they're in a spot after this episode, but what a great episode. It's 9.6 on IMDb. Watch this if it's on your TV, rewatch it a few times over. You'll love it. Um, arguably one of the best episodes of a show, period. Maybe one of the best episodes of probably one of the best episodes of this season by that alone. Um, I I need to watch that finale again to see where that finale falls because I really do love this finale. So we'll see. But yeah, great episode. Uh, we will uh, keep coming at you, though. So please make sure you have subscribed. We do see that uh, a decent amount of people listening but not subscribed. We'd love for you to just click that subscribe button. Make sure that we are getting to you each and every week. We know you can watch at your own pace. You might not be able to keep up, but we will be here when you get to those episodes. Uh, and we're going to keep pushing these out all the way through season 15. On that note, I will say, however, that that is it for this week. But we will be back because after all, we've got work to do.